put yourself in a position where you can't retreat, where it's do or die, sink or swim. Here's what you'll find out. You'll develop incredible swimming skills. You'll find yourself stroking unlike you've ever seen before. Through the inspiration of desperation, you'll become more creative than ever before. Throw your whole self into it. All you can do is all you can do. And all you can do is enough. But make sure you do all you can do. So as we look at boys. What's up, guys? What's up, fellas? So here we are. We've been been teasing this thing uh, for a good while now. Something we've we've had in the works, um, but it's our very first podcast. So um, for those that are listening to this, this is our first episode. Um, actually, our second episode. Our first episode was an intro that you guys may have heard uh, prior to this, kind of setting the stage for what we're gonna do, um, but. I am more excited about this than anything else we have going on in business right now. And this is the one thing that ain't making us a single penny. So a little twisted on my priorities, I guess. But anyway, this is the Burning the Boats podcast. Um, And right now with you are the three, I guess, um, leaders, owners, managers, partners, whatever you want to call it of, of this podcast. And I'm excited to have our very first interview style podcast with the three of us just kind of chopping it up. Um, so I'll, um, I'll get to some introductions here in a minute. Um, but we got Bill Phillips and we got Tim Blodgett. We have myself, Jason Seward. So all of us are uh, managing partners of a lending fund, 608B Capital, which is the sponsor of this podcast. Um, but we also, as we've been building that, um, we want to do something different, do something more, do something to help, you know, inspire folks. So that's where the podcast idea came about. And we discussed about what to name it, how to do it, what kind of structure we want to have. And we didn't really want to box ourselves into anything. So this is going to be kind of a free form, free flowing, very fluid podcast um, as we move forward with episodes. Um, but we wanted to take our first one to get y'all a chance to get to know us as the host and um, and the team as we move forward. So uh, with that, I'm going to start with uh, Bill Phillips. Bill Phillips, been one of my best friends for years. We went to high school together, went to college together, Radford University, um, and we've remained in the same area living and raising our families together. Um, our wives are best friends. Our kids are best friends. Um, so we've recently become uh, business partners as well. So Bill, good friend of mine. Um, I'm going to turn it over to you and just kind of give an intro of who you are and what you're all about, my man. Hey, man. Thanks for thanks for having me on our yeah. podcast. This is, uh, this is great and something we've talked about for a long time. And, you know, even something we talked about, you know, a long time ago when we were in our, our corporate careers, um, which we had, you know, spent many, many years. Um, so I guess short for me, I'm, I grew up in Waverly, Virginia. Um, I now live just outside of Smithfield, Virginia. So I didn't make it too far. Obviously we went to Jason and I went to high school and college together. Um, kind of went our separate ways into our corporate careers for, you know, 18 and 20 years, I believe. Um, but you know, about, 
five, six years ago, I started really getting the itch to get out um, and do something on my own, unbeknownst to me. Jason had gotten the same itch, and we really started working towards that and um, starting with a, you know, a book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and, you know, moving forward into to buying real estate and, you know, later, you know, incorporating our own business. Um, and really, that's a short story about me, but corporate corporate life for 20 years. And, you know, we'll talk about in this podcast and what the, the main thing is on, you know, how we live and, and, and what we think about um, entrepreneurship. But it's really about going all in. And, you know, I'm fortunate to say that I am all in on this entrepreneurship world. And, you know, after many, many years of that of that corporate career and it's it's an exciting time. And what's great about this podcast and I look forward to is, is talking to so many people that are kind of doing the same thing, have that all in mindset and and are continually trying to grow. Um, so anyway, that's short for me. Love it, man. Right. One thing that you'll never be able to get back um, is the color in your beard. That's the corporate career. Definitely uh, threw some gray in that. But um, but. Yeah, we're going to try to slow that graying down a little bit, hopefully, with uh, our new new endeavors. This is this is the uh, the COVID beard before uh, before COVID and everybody kind of, you know, stopped caring about their appearance. I never even knew I could grow one. So <laughs> you probably COVID, we're home for a little bit. I don't have to worry about people seeing me. And I grew a beard and that's, you know, three and a half Love years it. ago and I still have it. Yeah. Love it. All right. Well, we'll, we'll get we'll dive into a lot of different things. But, uh, you know, Bill, I'm. I uh, I feel very fortunate to be your your friend and your business partner, and um, I'm excited about where this thing's going. So we'll we'll get a little deeper into some other topics here in a few minutes. Uh, next up is Tim Blodgett. So Tim, uh, Bill and I just met Tim February of this year. We met him at a um, a mastermind uh, event in Puerto Rico uh, with we're all members of Legacy Family, which is run by one of our mentors, Tim Bratz. Um Prior to that, didn't have a clue who uh, Tim Blodgett was. Run into him at that event. We hit it off. We were together like a month after that at another event. Continued to hit it off, and that has evolved to um, a very good friendship and um, ultimately a partnership, and now we're doing all this. So, Tim, if you want to give a um, little background on who you are, what you're all about, we'll go from there. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm uh... – Excited to get started, excited to get this thing going. I know we've been talking about it for a little while, but a um, little bit about me. I grew up uh, in Connecticut. I uh, lived my whole entire life there, moved 14 different times by the age of 14. <clears throat> um, always really involved in sports, very active in sports. Uh, had intended to go to play college soccer. Uh, September 11th happened my senior year of high school, redirected my whole entire path. So went in the Marines, um, deployed multiple times. Had some really good mentors while I was in the Marines. Very fortunate about that. Um, unfortunately, got injured during my fourth deployment and had to uh, get medically retired earlier. So got out 2012. Um, my degree is in computer science. So started working a corporate job as well for a few years. Um, went the entrepreneurial route and you know started different businesses. Got heavily involved in real estate. Um, started a nonprofit. Very active in that. Um, and yeah, led into Legacy Family beginning of this year. Was able to meet you guys and you know get started with this. We had a lot of similarities, a lot of things that we had in common, and both family life and you know where our priorities aligned. So, yeah, kind of leads to where we're at. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. And we, Bill and I, we've been partners for a couple of years. Obviously, friends for a long time. But 
um, we, you know, we need to bring some beauty into this partnership. So uh, there, there, there's really not much else you bring to the table other yes. than good hair. You know? Low hanging fruit. We don't have it. So, but uh, but now, Tim, you've um, and I, I've, we were somewhere the other day or on another Zoom call. I got to talk about this a little bit, but um, for those that know me well, I, I've, I've always kept my my circle of like really close friends, very small. And I, and I've, you know, to a flaw, I've kind of pushed away new relationships just because, you know, who knows where that's rooted in, but for whatever reason, Tim, um, it was very quickly apparent to me that you had like, not only did I enjoy talking to you, but you just had so much alignment with the, the principles, the morals, everything that Bill and I were about, it, that was clear from one conversation. Um, and it didn't take very long for, for me to welcome you into my, you know, <laughs> pretty small bubble. And, and now I consider you one of my best friends. So I, I appreciate your friendship and partnership. Um, and I'll, my name, obviously, Jason Seward um, from Surrey County, Virginia, small town in Southeast Virginia. Obviously, Bill said we went to high school together in the Tidewater Academy, which is a small private school here in our area. Went to Radford together. Um, and then, well, I'll, I'll pause there at Radford because Bill and I, we, we did partner up, uh, you know, four or five years ago to start buying real estate. Um, we had to come up with a name for our LLC and we landed on 608B Capital and that that has sparked a lot of questions and conversation since we've done that and started marketing that. But uh, what that is, 608B was uh, Bill and I, we shared an apartment together for three, four years, three years, three, three years. years at Radford. And the address was 608B. So that was one commonality. Tim has no relation to that. Um, so sorry about that, Tim, but uh, Bill and I, decided to name the business that, and we're, you know, we're going to brand everything around that. Um, it's a cool story for us. A lot of people on the lending side, when they hear 608B capital funding, they think we have tapped into some new SEC uh, related, you know, code fund or something like that. So we get a lot of questions there, but no, it's just an apartment number. So I got to, I got I got to ask to figure out the details of this. So I've seen the building before. I've seen the 608B building. I've seen the sign. So it was a kind of like a mistletoe moment for you guys. You guys are just underneath the sign. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, let's just call it 608B. Pretty yeah. much. Was it? Pretty much. You nailed it. Uh, yeah. I mean, Jason, Jason came up with it. He just called me one day and said, how about this? This is just something we had in common. And it was, you know, it was a piece of real estate that we lived in together. And we were buying real estate. So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I'll, I'll talk, you know, again, we'll, we'll, we'll dive a little deeper into our stories and family and stuff like that mindset, but um, kind of piggybacking on the name of the company. Um, 608B Capital was about Bill and I's partnership where, you know, we hold all of our real estate and rental properties and flipping and all that under. Um, when we started the lending fund earlier this year that Tim's a part of, we just, because we had done, we had started branding what Bill and I were doing. We just decided to keep it under that same umbrella. So it's 608B Capital Funding. Um, 
And if you notice the logo, which you see all over us right now, so we're, we're, we're very subtle in our marketing, but uh, the logo is a, a burning ship. The idea originally behind that was when Bill and I were, when we first partnered up, we were still in our corporate jobs. And like Bill mentioned, the goal was to eventually build a business to a point where we were financially free enough to burn the ships of that corporate career. Now, I'm not saying that in a way, we don't mean that like we burned our bridges and you know burned relationships and stuff like that. But it was about a no looking back mindset. Like once we do this, we're all in. There's no plan B. We're going full speed ahead. Um, so the logo kind of is a you know a metaphor for that, just the burning ship. Um, then when we got to talking about this podcast and how we how you know how we want to theme it, you know what what genre we want to be in and stuff like that. We didn't really want to box ourselves into anything. So we came up with kind of let's do a podcast just all about all in all in mindset. And that allows us to interview people from all walks of life. Um, and we decided to name it burning the boats and bill. I've heard you do it a couple of times when people ask about our logo, but share the history of burning the boats and, and how it you know kind of applies to what we're doing. So the story is of, um, you know, Cortez, you know, way back in way back in the day um and again it's it's whether it's a true story or not if it really happened the story of it and the whole premise behind it is is what matters but um basically they were going to war they came into land on ships and everybody gets off in the land they're going to fight and they turn around the boats are burning and what that symbolized was that the leadership of that group had burned the boat saying there's no going back right if we want to run if we want to run back to our old lives, get back on our ship and sail away to what we used to do, that's not an option anymore. Um, and, and that's kind of how we've chosen to, to, to live our lives. And a lot of that has come through, you know, education and things like that over the last you know few years and self-growth and self-improvement to say that, you know, we're very confident and comfortable that we go all in, we do what we say we're going to do, you know, that, that we're going to be successful. There's no turning back, right? This is this is it, and you know everything that we do going forward is just going to keep keep growing, keep moving forward, and you know keep setting up a, a good example um, of what we can get, you know, in this life. We only have one life to live. Why not be all in? Yep, I love it, and and that's that's the theme, guys. I mean, that's as we move forward with this podcast, we're gonna we've got a. Um, We've got a string of interviews lined up that are going to get us, you know, this will be a weekly podcast, but that will get us well into next year of powerhouse people um, that epitomize everything that Bill just said, like all in, no plan B. And of course, if there's a need for a plan B, we, we, we come up with it on the fly, you know, and that's where resilience and, and problem solving and all that comes into play, which we, we all three have a ton of. Um, Tim, what does it mean to you, man? Like I said, Bill and I have been together for so long. We knew we had this in us. We've learned this very quickly about you, but, um, and we've, we've kind of brought you into this world that we've envisioned, but man, you, you probably epitomize this more than we do, you know, just this all in mindset. So talk about it, man. What does it mean to you? Yeah, I think for me, um, <laughs> you know, I've got a personal mission statement that I had to look back on 
probably 10 years ago, 11 years ago. And, um, you know, my, my personal mission statement is to follow God's will for my life by inspiring others to reach their full potential. You know, I've had the opportunity to go through a lot of different things in my life. Um, you know, some that were at the bottom, some that were at the top, some that I did well, some that I didn't do so well, you know, but to me, I think the key in there is just their full potential. Right. And I think a lot of times people have these self-limiting beliefs where they're, you know, oh, I can't do this or, you know, I have to go work this job because I'm not going to be able to do anything else. You know, for me, an all in mindset doesn't give you a way back. It doesn't give you a way out. You know, I think I had a lot of situations in the military and different missions and stuff that you're on where there is no, you know, I need to turn around and go back. No, it's just you either finish it or you don't. You know what I mean? So for me, an all in mindset. And again, learn this very quickly with you guys and your stupid little challenges that you have going on that we can never get out of. Um, you know, there is no turning back. Once you set your mind to something, you're going to do it or try trying, you know, and I think that being that example for other people is inspiring, you know, and being around, you know, people like yourselves and certain groups that we're in, um, you know, it helps people reach that full potential. So, yeah, well said. Um, you mentioned challenges. So um, we, we, everybody that knows us and people that will get to know us understand that we are, I'd say motivated by nothing more than a challenge, um, you know, and, and that that's, uh, and we'll get into that in a second, but that, that can be any challenge. And I, I think the three of us all share this. Like we, if we don't have some adversity in front of us, we get bored. You know, if we don't have a, a puzzle to put together. We get bored. And if that puzzle is easy. We get bored. So, we're conditioned and we've, we've just over the years through all of our lives have developed these calluses that we just brush off any challenge that comes in front of us because, and, and we welcome it. Like we want it. Life would be boring without a challenge. So, but specific to challenges, um, Bill, you and I entered a contest many, many moons ago um let's talk about it so talk about it tim you've come in onto this contest here recently but bill lay it out what what's the contest and um so folks at home can understand how all in we are when it comes to these things yeah and i think i'll i'll preface it a little bit you know <clears throat> jason and i came together you know to do business together you know a few years ago i don't even know how many at this point we lived together at radford went to high school together all this stuff but I don't think it was really until this challenge that we necessarily realized who each other were. Right. So um, from a, I'll say a commitment and discipline standpoint. Right. And so it was, I don't know, August of 2021. Yep. So just over two years ago, we made a bet. Um, and there was another friend in this bet too, of how many workouts we could get in the month of September. Right. So, yeah, we're all not feeling our best, want to get in shape. And, you know, I've always been one that give me a good challenge. I'm going to do my best to win that challenge. That's just the competitive nature. Jason's the same way. So anyway, went through September. Obviously, we worked out every day in September. Towards the end, it got ridiculous. Like we had to, you know, we, had, we could have four hours between workouts. So we were working out every four hours to get the most workouts. I, I was That's, taking days off work. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, and it got to the end and, but we, we had to, we had to log our workout as soon as we did it. So the others always knew where we were. 
And we got to like the last three days and I had fully planned to go like 48 hours straight every four hours. That means work, work, working out at night, getting up. And I got a text on, you know, September 28th from Jason. I was about three behind him. He said, I don't care what you do. If you text me at 2 a.m. you just did a workout, I'm going to do a workout. So I had no chance to win. So Jason won it. But anyway. Well, uh, let me pause you there because this is important to note about this, uh, about me being, you know, everybody has a different level of intelligence. So I knew going into that um, challenge, if I got a lead on day one, there's no way I could lose. So after day one, I think I did three workouts. Y'all each did two. I had a one workout lead. So the rest of the month, I knew that I had I could easily stay ahead. So that's yeah. how I won. Yeah, you're, that's right. Just because you're smarter. You're more correct. Yeah. You're, yeah. So <laughs> all mine work. Anyway. Yeah. So after that, we and it was about halfway through the month. We're like, we need to keep this going and let's uh let's see how many days consecutive we can work out. So we got through September, we went into October every day, November every day. And now you look back, what, two years and two months, and we haven't stopped every single day. And a lot of people ask what, uh, what our workouts are, just realize that as competitive we, as we are, we have to submit our workouts to each other every day. So they for have approval. to be put in yeah. Yeah, for approval. And we've had some that we haven't approved. Anyway, so that's it. And it's huge. And that's going to be in there till the day we die. Um, and going back to, you know, Jason's story about how Tim kind of got into Jason's special little bubble. But um, <laughs> the uh, we, we met at this event back in February. And I don't know, we were just talking about it. We were talking about it with Tim by the bar one night. And about, I don't know, two or three weeks later, we get a text from Tim saying, hey, I want to enter this this contest with you guys. And we're like, no, you don't. This is stupid. Like, it's never going to end. If you want to enter this thing, you realize it's, it's going to be for the long haul. And here we go. So it's, you know, what, eight months later? Tim's been in there every day. Every So every day, I know I'm going to get at least two text messages, one from each of these guys to tell me what their workout is. And Tim kind of takes some of our workout to a new level. We thought we were already doing hard ones, but yeah. Yeah. So, um, and it, and it, this, you know, we joke a lot about it and who's doing the harder workouts and a lot of our workouts are timed. So we're obviously pushing each other with that, but then there's been these micro challenges as well. So we, what did we do? Um, a couple months ago, we did something, Tim, what was that? I've already forgotten the details. It was something stupid. Talking about, talking about the, uh, one Murph a week, 20,000 steps a day minimum. Yeah. Yeah, two workouts a day, once a week, something like that. But yeah. it, we, uh, but it's ridiculous. But again, it's about committing. It it has become who we are. You know that that's who I am. I, I'm I'm healthy. I'm fit. All all three of us are. Bill kind of, but um, <laughs> but our kids see that. Our the people around us see that. We set an example of of all in. Like we don't, we don't stop doing something. We don't quit on something. We just continue doing it. Um, so yeah, good, good stuff. I think we're, we're at about 800 days, Bill, uh, roughly. I, I haven't done the math, but um, yeah, it's been, been fun. All of us, you know, overall are very humble. This is not something I'm humble about. I will, I will share this with anybody in the world. And what's funny about Tim 
which I knew he he was he was us. We've told thousands of people about this workout, you know, or this workout streak. Tim is the first person that is asked to be a part of it. And the only. And the only. Nobody wants to be a part of this. And uh, and he came in and we warned him, like, like Bill said, you're in it. Once you start, there's no stopping it. And if you stop, we don't like you anymore. Like you're <laughs> you're you're going down on our now. Our one friend that started it, we love him. He's been our best friend forever, so he kind of got a pass. But uh, Tim, he I think he understands there's no stopping. And uh, anyway. Uh, you, know, you, know, you know what's funny about that, though? You know, you say that, you know, people don't want to be a part of it, but they might not want to be in the competition aspect of it, but they're watching. You know what yeah. I mean? I think more yeah. people want to, you know, they see what you're doing. They want to be a part of it from the health aspect of it. You know, so it's, it's an important thing. It's good to be out yeah. there. Yeah. So... Well, you know, guys, a lot of um, we're going we're gonna to switch gears a little bit. Um, all of us, you know, we talk a lot about what I'm getting ready to say, um, but all three of us are motivated primarily you know, at the top of the list by our families. We all have wonderful marriages with wonderful wives and wonderful children. Um, I mean, I, I, I pinch myself every day just realizing how fortunate I am to have what I have. Um, most days, I, you know, some days you know, I'm pulling my hair out, as you can see. Um, but I want to talk about a little bit. I want to dive into that a little bit more, um, just how special that is and how motivating it is and how it keeps all of us just forward focused on, on the mission um, of raising a family, being good husbands, being good fathers and being good, businessmen, entrepreneurs, so that we can make sure we're solid in those other areas. So Tim, go ahead, kick it off, man. Yeah. So um, you're talking about people that have been a big influence in your life, right? That's the question. No, it's, it's more, I just want to talk about, I, I want to talk about our family, like what they mean to you, what your family means to you, your wife, your children, how they drive you every day. <laughs> I mean, they are the driving force. They are the reason why I do what I do. The reason why I push myself every single day from morning to night. Um, you know, I don't think there's any other legacy that you could possibly leave in this world than, you know, for your family, for your kids. Right. And my wife, um, <laughs> sometimes to a fault supports me, good decisions, bad decisions, great ideas, not so great ideas. And she's by my side. Right. So, you know, I've made a lot of mistakes. I've done a lot of things. Great. You know, she's always there to cheer me on regardless of what it is. And she always supports me. She asks little to no questions. And to me, it's a sign of trust. You know, sometimes I wish that she would ask a little bit more questions. Yeah. But uh, no, man, we've got a we have a great balance. We make a really good team. And, you know, my two boys, I've got a 12 year old and an eight year old, um, two completely different kids in a lot of ways. But again, the reason why I try to be an example for them day in and day out. So love it, man. I love it. And you, you've got a beautiful family and that. That's one thing that, you know, another common bond we all have on a regular basis, probably weekly. One of us is sending pictures of us doing something with our kids, whether Tim, you were sending stuff from a Halloween haunted house or something and Bill from trampoline parks and, you know, me hunting with my kids. And just like that's we all enjoy seeing that from one another because it drives all of us to continue it. So, Bill, what what is your family? What's I'm. I know your family and Tim, I hope to get to know yours very well you know, over the years, but Bill, 
your wife is one of my best friends and I love your kids just as much as I love mine. So, but talk about them a little bit. What do they mean to you? Yeah. I mean, if anybody knows Elena, um, she's a firecracker in the, in the best of ways and the, you know, <laughs> the ultra networker, but no, I mean, and, and Tim said it, family is everything. <clears throat> and I know you talk about, are we, you know, taking information from podcasts and entrepreneurs and all this kind of stuff that, you know, of, of what their why is. Right. And, you know, I don't think I really had any idea what my why was until, you know, 11 years ago when we had our first kid. And even th- even then at that point that, you know, you know, what do I want to be as a, as a father, as a husband? But, you know, <clears throat> like you said, my, my wife, Elena is ultra supportive, um, <laughs> to Tim's point to a fault, but, and then, you know, I've got three kids, 11, eight and five years old. One's going to be six tomorrow. Um, but I think the best story that I can tell about why I'm doing what I'm doing is, you know, back during COVID and this gives an example of who my wife is, right there was just this big right challenge around kids in schools. What are you going to do? Are you going to send them to school? Or are you going to keep them home? Um, you know, and you had to make a selection going into a, a year of whether or not you're going to send your kids to school or have them do virtual and stuff like that. And, you know, I saw very few people do this and now it's happy my moms and all to do this. But my wife said, you know what? Screw all of that. I'm going to keep them home. I'm going to homeschool them. I'm like, what are you talking about? She said, I'm going to do it. I said, you know anything about homeschooling? Nope, but I'm going to figure it out. And when that woman puts her mind to something that she's going to figure out, it's going to get figured out no matter what. And here we are, what, three years later, she's homeschooling our kids. I never thought that um, we would be homeschool parents. That's been the best thing that ever happened to us. And as that relates to me and my decisions, you know, I got to a point where, yeah, I had the entrepreneurial bug and I wanted to get out of you know, corporate America and come do something on my own. But the biggest thing was my wife, my kids, they're home every day. I'm not right. So what can I do to get that? That's, that's what I want in life, right? Is I want to be around them as, as much as I want. I don't want, you know, my son Jackson coming to me and say, Hey, do you have to go to work today? Yeah. Oh, I can't wait till you get home. Right. Um, I didn't want that anymore. And I was, that was big for me. And, you know, being able to, set an example for the kids and tell them that, Hey, you know, I'm going, I'm going all in, I'm going for this. And we've got a good example that, you know, Jason, you get more into if you want, but it's cool to see our oldest daughters who are friends coming together, wanting to make their own little company selling bracelets because they're watching us setting a good example for them. And that, you know, it's things like that, that, that drive me. And it's all, it's all family first and family based and everything I do is, is for them and, and not to go make a bunch of money, but to be with them and set a good example for them, you know? Yeah. I, I love it, man. I, and you know, y'all said a lot of the same things I would say about my family. Um, Katie, the, my wife, the same way, just, I, I posted a little clip of a video um, of her the other day, me asking her what I did, like explain what I do, what my business is. She couldn't do it. Like, I mean, and and that may sound silly to some folks, but the point I'm making there is, and, and I think all of our wives are like this, they blindly trust and follow our leads. You know, like they know that we're not going to put our families in danger. They know 
that we're resilient and we have problem solving abilities to get through things and to build things and they trust it. And Katie, I mean, she, I mean, we discuss what's going on at a high level, but she, it's not that she doesn't care. It's just, she's not interested in it. She doesn't understand real estate and has no desire to learn it. She's a teacher. Um, you know, I have no desire to teach, you know, so I don't go in her lane and, and vice versa. And we just give each other that, that love and trust. And Tim, you nailed it. It's just trust. You know, there's no better trust than that. You know, she's that this would be very complicated if we had partners, spouses who were high anxiety about every move we make and, and, you know, questioned everything we did and it just wouldn't, allow, it wouldn't be possible. My kids. Um, so, you know, my, I, I was raised by a single mom um, and my dad was a, a good person, had a good heart, uh, made, made some poor choices when I was young, probably about eight years old. Um, ended up just making some horrible choices, putting my mom in through a bad time and us through a bad time. I've known, I've, I've made some bad choices as a child. I, I, my behavior was not great. Um, and I gave my mom fits, but I've known since I was 10 years old that I was going to be the best father and the best husband on the planet. So when I look back on those times and all that BS, and I'm not going to get into details, but that we went through as a child and what, that my mom went through, I, in an odd way, I'm thankful for it because all those things that were genetically in my dad to make him, uh, you know, an addict, if you will, in several different ways, those same genes are in me. And had I not witnessed him go through and put us through what he did, I could have easily gone down that same path. So I'm very thankful that I went through that. And when I look at my kids and my wife, I, it, I mean, I, I get goosebumps thinking about it, but it makes me go. And Bill, to your point, being able to, I, I had, my old job was pretty flexible, but it was just a lot of responsibility. Not that being an entrepreneur isn't, but I had to answer to a lot of people all the time. So it was go, go, go. And it was hard to turn off. We're in the middle of um, hunting season right now. Both of my kids love to hunt. They want to hunt with me every day. And in the past, I could only take them on the weekends because I work during the week. This past, these past seven days, uh, my son had wrestling practice yesterday, so we couldn't go yesterday. But the six days prior to that, I picked one of my kids up from school every day at 2.30 and we went to the woods hunting. Um, that's what it's all about. Like that right there drives me. It's the reason I burn the boats. It's the reason I go all in. It's for them and I'll never regret it. So, and I know y'all, y'all feel the same way about that. So, um, yep. So guys, you know, we, we could dive in and, and as this podcast progresses, you know, the three of us, we'll, we'll have these little rap sessions occasionally where we get to dive into certain topics, the three of us and stuff like that. Um, you know, either before we have a guest on, uh, primarily I'll be the host moving forward. Um, so I'll be interviewing guests, but occasionally Bill, um, might have a guest on that, that, you know, he's better suited to interview and same with Tim down from his area. Um, so you'll see a lot of our faces moving forward, but kind of to wrap this up and th this is going to be something we ask every guest. Um, now we got three, three people to answer these questions, but 
it's a series of questions that we're going to run through every guest. So, um, Bill, I'm going to start with you. We'll, we'll each answer each of the three questions. So, Bill, you'll answer the first one, Tim, you'll do it, and then I'll do it, and then we'll go through all three that way. So, here we go. Um, all right, Bill, I want you to pretend your life has been a movie up to this point. And other than yourself or your wife, you can't mention your wife either. Uh, Tim, same for you. Who are a few of the superheroes in your movie? Uh, who, who are the people that you could say have saved you personally, professionally, and beyond? Man, well, I'll give uh, – I've got two that come to mind. Um, you know, the first one, and they're both, you know, you know, thankfully for me, they're both, they're both family, but you know, the first one is, is my dad. And, you know, my dad wasn't the entrepreneur. He was definitely very conservative when it came to risk and things like that. So that, that wasn't his, his thing, but what, and, you know, my dad passed away almost two years ago. Um, and when I was growing up, you know, there was a period of time that, you know, my dad, it was just him and his three boys, right. He had to do everything. He, he looked over us. We lived with him, you know, by himself. And, you know, there was a time and thinking back on it where I know that it had to be a struggle for him, right. Whether, you know, financially, just everything, but, um, he never let on that there was any issues. I had the happiest childhood. I did everything I wanted to do. Um, and one of the big things that always stuck out to me. So I lived, we lived in Waverly, Virginia. He worked in Hampton, Virginia. That was an hour and 25 minutes um, that he had to go each way every day. And he did it for like 40 years. And I played sports all year round. Um, he never, ever missed a game. Right. Ever. Like, I, I don't think there was any game. And, that, and that's, you know, over, you know, 15, 16 years of playing stuff. Um, he never missed anything. And, that always stuck with me from a time I was, you know, 10 years old is that you, you said the same thing, Jason, about being 10 years old and realizing that, that I wasn't going to miss my kids games, right. That I was going to be there. And he just set a great example for me. Um, and, you know, and, and I miss him every day. I wish he could, you know, show that same love to, to, to my kids that, you know, as they get older that he did to me. Um, and the other one feels pretty amazing. So you, that's a good one. So. He was, he was amazing, man. Um, and and just the biggest heart right he, he he wanted to take everybody in help everybody that's just how he was um the other one just more of an example was um you know me and me and my brother who is ray who was eight years older than me uh, we worked together at you know the same place in in the corporate world for i don't know 10 years together um he ended up leaving and starting his own business or buying a business and when he did that i'm like man that's scary Right. That's all I could think of at that point. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to do anything myself at that point. But I sat there and watched him. Not only watched him, but I got to talk to him. He's, he's one of the few people in life that I can talk to about everything, whether because he'll give me, you know, if it's advice I don't want to hear, he's still willing to give it to me, um, which I'm always thankful for that. So, yeah, you know, that those are two people in my life that have been huge inspirations, whether they know it or not. You know, I love it. Love it, man. Tim, same question. A couple superheroes in your life. Yeah. So I guess, um, you know, for me, man, and I know we've talked, you know, on personal levels about it, a lot of different things. And, you know, my mom was, was awesome. She was always supportive. She was always there. Um, you know, I remember at a very young age seeing certain things that happened in my childhood with family and my dad and everything else and saying that, 
I don't ever want to go through that or ever put my kids through that. You know what I mean? So me, I was able to kind of see things from both sides. Like I think there's two types of people in this world and they either, you know, decide, Hey, I see this in my family and this is the way that I need to go. Or I see this in my family and this is the way I don't need to go. You know what I mean? So, um, my nanny came here from Italy, my great grandmother, she came, uh, her and my grandfather came from Italy. She was a saint. She really was, unless she was upset with you and she'd start talking in English and then go to Italian. I had no idea what she said, but I knew I was in trouble. But besides that, she was a saint. If I was kicking soccer balls through the window, um, you know, she might get a little bit upset about that, but man, she was like the epitome of unconditional love, you know, regardless of what we went through as kids, she was always there. We were at our house every single Sunday and, um, you know, I miss her, miss her dearly, but, um, I'd say another huge impact for me was in the Marines. You know, when I went in the Marines, I, I really had never any intention of going in the military. Um, you know, I was always very sports focused. Um, and then when September 11th happened, just the switch went off in my head and said, this is the direction I need to go. And I'm really, really grateful for that. But I had some great leaders in the Marine Corps. Um, two that really stick out was Lieutenant Buchanan and Staff Sergeant uh, Citruszewski, who just got me on the right path at a very young age. I was 19 years old. They made me start a retirement account. They made me buy, you know, invest into real estate rather than renting an apartment. So I bought my first house when I was 20. Um, and I'm just super grateful. I don't, I don't know what it was about them, their demeanor, the way that they held themselves. Um, honestly, I haven't talked to them in years. It's been a very long time. But the path that they put me on and the confidence that they gave me um, is something that I'll never forget. And it really directed me into investing, into purchasing properties and um, having that all in mindset and never looking back. Um, so those were two. And then, you know, currently just I'm so fortunate and so blessed to have great people in my life that, you know, help me when times get tough and they don't even know it, you know, just kind of being there, whether it be for a phone call, you know, conversations with you guys on a regular basis. I mean, you know, so I'm grateful for that. So it's kind of the unsung heroes in a lot of ways. So. Good, man. It's funny because a lot of a lot of superheroes don't even know that they are, you know, like you mentioned, you hadn't talked to those folks from the Marines in a while. Mm -hmm. Um but they played that big of a role. And I think that's the kind of role we all want to play in people's lives, whether we know we do or not, but that, that's what motivates us in a way. Um, so a couple superheroes in my, my life, I got to start with my mom. Um, she raised three kids essentially by herself, but not by herself because she, she had a lot of support around her. She never asked for help, but um, you know, she, she was, um, my mom is special. Anybody that knows her knows that. And I'm not going to go too far down that rabbit hole or I'll be uh, choking up here. But um, one thing about my mom that I admire most is all the crap that my dad put her and us through for so many years. I have never, he's pa he passed away in 2020. Um, but prior to that and to this day, I've never heard her say a negative thing about my dad, not once. And he did some horrible stuff to her and us. Um, never once. She only talks about him in a positive way. So while that, that I say that because it has shaped me. Anyone that knows me knows that I am obnoxiously positive. I refuse to gossip about people. I take every situation as bad as it is. My dog dies, I'll find something positive about it. Like I'm just wired to be that way because my mom trained me to be that way. We do not talk bad about people and we help people. Um, we got a lot of hand-me-downs, you know, when I was young because she didn't have the money to buy a lot of things. 
So we, we had a lot of people helping us out. And, you know, again, it, it shaped me in a way where all I want to do is help people out. I, I do not believe in selling something that I have after I'm done with it. I'm going to give it to somebody that needs it. And my mom, you know, kind of, and that's just one example, but that, that a lot of that comes from her. And there's so many things she's done, just kindness and uh, everything makes her a superhero. The other one was my uh, grandfather, granddaddy JJ, uh, which my son is named after. Um, he's my mom's dad. Um, he, he stepped up in a lot of ways, became the you know father figure that I needed. Um, Bill, you mentioned it being in every game. He didn't miss a single thing that I did. Um, and he, it, we joke because he, for him, if you're 30 minutes early to something, you're late. That was, I mean, he's passed away now, but so he would show up to little league baseball games an hour early. There's nobody there and he'd set up his chair and be ready to go fussing at us when we showed up late, which was 30 minutes early. Um, but the way he treated people, just like my mom, he was just always kind, um, sometimes to a flaw. You know, my granddad got walked on a lot in business because of how kind he was. But I would say to this day, he's passed now, but I don't think he has any regrets being the way he is. And that that's played a big role in me. Um, I've got a lot of superheroes, but the last couple, I'm going to put them together. It goes right back to me being that eight, 10, 12, even right up into teenage kid. <clears throat> My dad had had two best friends. Um, I'll say their names, Wayne Rickman and Buzz Metz. And my dad went down a road that they did not. You know, they they continued being stand-up men, fathers. And, Bill, it would be similar to me, you, and Jake, um, one of us getting addicted to stuff and ruining our families and end up in jail and stuff like that. But say, say I did that, you and Jake stepping up and helping Katie raise these kids um, and my kids. Well, Buzz Mance and Wayne Rickman did that. They showed up in my house, one of them, every Saturday morning to make sure I, during hunting season, make sure I could hunt because my dad wasn't there to take me. Um, they would take care of my mom. Anything she needed, they would always ask and make sure she's okay. Um, they became my father figures and a lot of, a lot of what shaped me came from their influence. Um, just the humility and the way to treat people, the way to be a man. Um, I've got a lot of that from them. So I can go on and on about that, but those are my superheroes. So, um, all right, let's go through this one pretty quickly. Bill, if you knew you were leaving this earth today, what are some things, some traits that you would want people to speak about you as your legacy? Yeah, I think that, um, and we talked a lot about it already, but, and, and it's funny because I probably wouldn't have said this one, you know, 10 years ago, it's kind of evolved as I've gotten older, but that, you know, I live life to the fullest, that I took risks, that I was willing to, like we we're talking about, go all in on, on whatever it is that I wanted to do, wanted to be, um, and go all in on, on being able to spend time with my family. So, yeah, that's the big one is that I'm that I wasn't scared to do it, that I, you know, I live life like we all know we can. Everybody in this world knows it's possible, but actually, you know, walking those steps and, and, and making things happen, um, you know, that I was a good father, a good husband, 
You know, that's, I want my kids to grow up, you know, with a, with a great example of what not only I was as their father, but you know, how I treated their mother and, and how they remember their childhood. Um, you know, I, that's the number one thing right now is being a good husband and father. Um, so I want to be remembered for being that. And right. But there's, there's the only, there's only, you know, four people that need to remember that. And that's my wife and kids, right? It doesn't matter, you know, whether y'all care or not, you know, as long as they, um, and then overall just, you know, and I, this has been with my whole life, but just, just being a good person, right. You know, if somebody's talking about me when I'm gone, you know, that was, he was a really good guy. He was always willing to help something happened and, you know, he was around, um, and yeah, just set a good example for people. I love that, man. Yeah, you, you stole a lot of mine, but I love it. I love yeah. it. I think, I think we're all, all, we're all similar, similar, you know? Yeah. So, what about you, Tim? Yeah, no, I was just going to say same as Bill. So, I don't there know. you go. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. So, <laughs> no, but I mean, honestly, not to, you know, I mean, being the best husband that you possibly can, let that trickle down to your kids. Let them see the example, the way that you treat their mother. You know, I mean, what other great lessons can your kids learn? You know, you treat your wife with respect, you treat her better than anyone else in this world because they deserve it. You know what I mean? And being that example for your boys, for your girls, for your kids, just to be able to look up to, you know, and I hope that when I do leave this world that my kids have a foundation to be able to build off of, you know, whether or not they get involved in the business, they don't get involved in the business, they have their own paths, whatever that might be. But I want them to have that mindset of resiliency. You know, I want to, don't want their dad to be remembered as somebody who took risks. Exactly. You know, they were resilient. They faced challenges, oppositions, just like we all do, but they found a way to keep persevering and keep pushing through. You know, I'm a firm believer that you don't fail in anything until you quit, right? Until you stop. So I want to be remembered, you know, for somebody who is genuine, somebody who is a man of their word. You know, I think that when it's all said and done and everything else is stripped away, what do you really have besides your word? You know, money goes away, material things go away, you know, do what you say you're going to do. And then, also just building meaningful connections with people. You know, I think that's an important one for me. I want to be known as somebody who genuinely cared about people who built connections that helped them along, along the way. So you do a great job with that, man. You're one of the best I've, I've think I've ever met at connecting. You know, like you do a really good job with that. That's, that, uh, that's inspirational to a lot of folks. Yeah. I mean, um, I had, you know, that you, you know, you kind of, talked about some of the same stuff I did about, yeah, you know, be a good husband, be a good father. It's easy to say all that stuff, but it is damn hard to do right mm-hmm. on a daily basis. And, and that's, that's probably the, you know, it's, it's a driving factor, but you know, I'll see myself, you know, checking my phone at eight thirty at night when I should be hanging out with my kids and, or my wife and, you know, all that stuff is, it's more so about being intentional, um, you know, to become that. And it's, it, it's hard, man. It, it, it's, it's really hard. You want to be remembered that way, but to be there and do that, it's, you know, it's kind of dedicating, you know, your time and your life to be in that way. And it's, it's not easy. Yeah. It's a balance for sure. Love it. Um, for me, I mean, everything y'all said, I, I just did a, um, but a couple of things I'll add is, and I, and I'll go back to my, my granddad and my mom, um, Bill, you know, my mom, um, and they my granddad, when he passed away, I don't know how many people told me, you know, JJ was the kindest man I've ever met. He, he did not, there's not a person on this planet that could say a bad thing about JJ. Um, my mom, I feel like folks would say the same way. 
you know, that she's kind. They don't, nobody has a negative experience with her. Um, and that's, I want to be remembered the same way. Um, when I talk to somebody, I look them in the eyes. I don't care who they are. I don't, if, if I'm going to take the time and they're going to take the time to talk to me, I'm going to give them my full attention and I'm going to care about what they're, they're talking about. People don't, and I'm a butcher the quote, but people don't remember, you know, the thing people remember most about other people is how they made them feel. And I want to make people that I encounter feel good. I want to be nice. I want to provide value to them, whether that value is just to be an ear to listen to them or that value be a mentor that can help them grow or whatever, the, or a good student to another mentor that helps them thrive as a mentor. Um, all those things. Um, and it just, that's how I want to be remembered. And that, that circles back to all in. I'm all in on every situation, every encounter. Um, and like you said, Bill, I'm, I want to be a good guy and I, I want to be a good dad and I want to be a good husband, but that takes action. And I'm forever going to take the action that, you know, make sure that I'm on that track. So good stuff, boys. Got one last one that we can go through pretty quick. Um, <clears throat> Bill, what are three specific books or podcast episodes or YouTube videos that have significantly impacted you? Um, and be real specific because I want listeners to be able to go look these up and either buy the book, listen to the podcast, look up the video. Yeah. Um, so the first one, and it changed the you know, trajectory of my life that I had a guy leave the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad on my desk at work, you know, like 10 years ago. I don't know how long ago it was. At that point, I didn't even read. Like, I didn't see the point of reading. I didn't enjoy it. Um, I read that book from cover to cover after it sat on my desk for six months. Um, and, you know, the the premise behind it, it's just really, it's it's building wealth. It's, it's buying assets. But anyway, the whole the whole thing behind it is what drove me to entrepreneurship. And it's just a great book. Every entrepreneur's, you know, probably read it. So many people have had their lives changed by that book. So if, if you're going to go out and you're looking to do anything like what we're doing or do something on your own, or just, you know, talk about having to, you know, how to build wealth and, um, and, you know, build a business, be financially sound. That one is it, but it's a, it's a mindset book, right? It's a mindset. It's this, Get, gave me a different mindset in one book. Um, that's pretty long-winded. The second one's the com compound effect and just your daily habits, right? Your daily habits shape who you are. I've read it, I think, three times. Every year I kind of go back to it. Um, and the workout bet <laughs> is a product of, like, the compound effect, right? Do something every day until it's habit and it becomes part of you and, and get better because of it. Um, and it's not a specific episode, but uh, there was a pod, you know, the podcast bigger pockets was, I mean, if, if there's any, any specific one that I've listened to more episodes of anything else, it's been that one. Um, but it's about real estate. And then there's a lot of other, um, other bigger pockets podcasts that kind of relate to it or financial planning and stuff like that. And once I went down the podcast, you know, journey, there's been so many, but that, that was a big one of mine. Yeah, it still is. Cool. All good stuff. So if y'all are listening, make some notes, go check it out. If you aren't familiar with those, Tim, what you got? 
Yeah, no, Bill, I mean, those are great choices. I mean, I think, you know, everyone's rich dad, poor dad is, is definitely a go-to for, I think, for any entrepreneur or anybody who wants to step out into that, that world. Um, for me, one of the big ones was uh, Atomic Habits by a guy named James Clear. Um, very similar to the compound effect in the sense of just creating good habits in your life and allowing that to kind of build one on top of the other. Not huge major changes, but maybe, you know, taking something out to put something else good in, you know, whether or not it be, you know, the small food changes that you make or the daily, you know, walking habits that you do, just making the small incremental changes in order to have the long lasting effect. Um, so that was Atomic Habits by James Clear. Another one um, that was really kind of life changing for me, um, especially being so involved in the community, so involved in, um, you know, the nonprofit world was um, The Four Agreements by Miguel Ruiz. Um, and the four main things that he hits on is just be impeccable with your word, right? I always speak the truth, speak integrity. Um, number two, don't ever take anything personal. You know, however people treat you is really between them and them. You know, try not to ever take anything personal. Realize the actions of others are just, you know, a reflection of their own reality. And don't make assumptions, clearly communicating, right? Like having effective communication with people. Um, and then always do your best. Again, going back to the having the all-in mindset, just give it all you can. And at the end of the day, you know, you'll... Uh, you know, you'll be successful, whatever that looks like. I used to tell my Marines a lot of times, if you can do one thing every single day for the rest of your life that you knew had a positive impact on your future, just do that one thing, you know, and at the end of the day, you'll be able to lay your head down knowing that you, you know, you kind of gave it all you had. Um, another one that was really impactful for me was um, Victor Frankel's uh, Man's Search for Meaning. I think a lot of times as men, um, you know, we, we have this mindset of, We've got to figure it all out. We've got to do it, you know, no matter what we're going through, we just got to push forward. And Victor Frankl, for those of you who haven't read the book, I mean, he was a Holocaust survivor. He, you know, faced all these crazy things in the Nazi concentration camps and he went through hell, you know, literally. Um, but his whole premise behind it, you know, being present, having the, the, the whereabouts and the mindset of how to be able to push through and sort of what his look like, what his life looked like on the other side. Um, really deep do dove into if you have a strong enough why the how will always be there right so just putting emphasis on why you're doing it and the how will work itself out so those are my three all right sorry about that my dogs were barking so i had to mute for a second but no i, I loved all those uh tim and and tim i'm sure we will uh link all of these in kind of the show notes so people can um, go right there and order them or look up episodes. Um, for me, I, it's tough to narrow it down because I, <laughs> Bill knows this about me, but I, yeah, I'm not embarrassed to say it now, but it is somewhat um, embarrassing. I never read a full book until I was well into my thirties. Never. I, high school, uh, uh Cliff notes my way my way through everything, um, and I just I could not. My brain's just never been able to sit down and focus. Um, still struggle with it now. Now I do a lot of audio books, you know, because it's just easy to listen to going down the road. But in the last, I'd say seven years, I've probably read 150 books. So I'm just all in. I'm reading something all day or listening to something all day, every day, pretty much. Um, that was a big change for me. A book that probably the one that has been, again, Bill, 
y'all said a couple that that I love, um, but extreme ownership by Jocko got me. Like, and and at the time I read that, I was still deep into my corporate job. I, I led a pretty big team, so it was a lot of applicable things to that job. But God, it just owning everything in your life, just having ownership, good, bad, ugly, whatever it is, it's all my fault. I caused it. I can fix it. Nobody else caused this to happen to me. And that mindset, um, I mean, I I live by it every day and it, it was a good book. So go, if you haven't, I don't care what walk of life you're in, what industry you're in, what your job is, go read that book. It's going to help you. Um, a podcast episode this is one that and I, I listen to a pile of podcasts, so I could go back and name a bunch. But one recently that got me fired up, I shared it on social media. I shared it with all my friends, but Nick Bayer, the Nick Bayer podcast, uh, he had a former Navy SEAL, Chad Wright, on the podcast. And Chad Wright's a passionate dude. Look him up. But that podcast, he gets fired up about, there's one point in the podcast where he's talking about you want anything great, you got to go through a whole bunch of pile of crap, piles of crap to get through it. And the folks that can get through those piles of crap and come out on the other end and smiling with crap all over their face are the ones that um, succeed and are happiest. And that episode, go listen to it, please, because it it's a powerful one. Um, and one other recent episode I just listened to um, – was Patrick Bet David had Tom Brady on? Um, that's a it's a long long podcast. Uh, but Tom Brady now that he's retired, he opened up more than you've ever heard him in this podcast. You know he's always been pretty close to the vest with everything when he was competing. Some powerful nuggets in that that uh, podcast around mindset, burning the boats, going all in, come hell or high water, I'm gonna make this happen. And he talks about a lot of that. So that really resonated with me and it was a lot of parallels to what we're trying to do and the mindset we're trying to share through this podcast. So uh, that was a good one. Um, so boys, we've, we've just cracked over an hour with this podcast. Um, there's so much more I want to talk to y'all about, but all of us just have so much to share and it's three of us trying to talk. So it does drag on, but um, any closing thoughts? No, I mean, yeah, I do have one. Um, you know, just for people who, who listen to this, we're going to have some, some powerhouse guests. Um, it's, we want to be entertaining. It's not all revolved around real estate and, you know, we just want to talk to people and, and, and all walks of life, get their story, but, you know, mainly people who are, are going after something or going after a dream and, um, and wake up every day with that purpose. And, you know, we want to obviously emulate that, but, and, but use this, you know, this podcast as a, as a platform to, to learn from others and, you know, hopefully you guys get entertainment and learn some things from us. Um, and this is super exciting to me. Never did I think, you know, however many years ago that I'd ever do a podcast. I didn't even know what a podcast was five years ago, much less, you know, be, be on one and, and making one, but I'm super excited for everything that's to come. Tim, got any closing thoughts? Yeah, no, I mean the same. I mean, one more thing I would add to, I mean, I think that, everyone can, everyone has a story, right? And everyone has something that they've experienced in their life that they've gone through, that they do something awesome. I mean, we're around people. We talk to people all the time that are doing these amazing things, you know, that have been through these extra crazy circumstances, you know, 
reach out if you ever want to be on and get your story out as well. You know, we're looking for guests for people to share and inspiring stories. You know, we all are going through this crazy world and trying to navigate it. So, um, you know, we'd love to have more guests on as well. So if you have yeah. any interest, yeah. well. all walks of life. So if, if you feel like you got a story that's inspiring and you want to share it, like, like Tim said, he'll, he'll drop some notes uh, down or in the show notes, uh, how to reach us in our website and stuff like that. Um, but this is episode officially episode one. Um, I think it'll be labeled episode two because we have an intro episode, but I'm fired up boys. I could not be more excited. Um, like I said, we got some powerhouse guests coming lined up. Uh, we're going to be down. We're going to shoot a lot of our first episodes, uh, in person. Um, and we got some guests lined up that I'm really excited about for that. The quality of this, it will evolve. It will get better as we expand it and grow it. Uh, we're, we're testing a lot of software and equipment. Um, so just bear with us and understand that we're going to do the best we can to give you all the best quality we can and um, hope you all enjoy it. And we welcome any feedback, any request, any questions you have. Don't hesitate to reach out. But with that, boys, let's tie a bow on it. Let's move on. Y'all have a great day. Peace. Peace.